what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. For organizations looking to enhance their customer relationships, this is Stepping Up Service. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.TV, our ongoing podcast series about the world of customer service, delivering outstanding customer service to your customers, your clients, and even your coworkers or working within an environment of customer service in your organization. My name is Alan Jackson. I'm with the Jackson Group, a Bivaris company uh, who specialize in healthcare, employee, patient, and community-based surveys. And with me, as always, Ed Gagnon from Customer Service Solutions. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. How are you doing, Alan? Doing fine, doing fine. We took a little little bit of a longer break over a month here, just kind of a summer break from the show, and I'm really excited to get back together again and talk about our next exciting topic. And uh, just as a reminder, before we get into that, Ed's company is Customer Service Solutions. You can learn more about them at the, on their website, which is cssamerica.com, cssamerica, all one word, uh, com. And I really encourage you to check out the website if you find these topics we're talking about in this ongoing show to be of interest to you, because you'll find a lot more information along those same lines at that website. And then for me, uh, thejacksongroup.com, that's T-H-E, jacksongroup.com. And you can also learn about our uh, kind of newly merged company between the Jackson Group and Bivaris at bivaris.com as well. All right. So Ed, you know, my background, even though I've been working in both patient and customer satisfaction, I've actually spent probably more time on the side of employee engagement and satisfaction. Mm -hmm. We conduct employee surveys for a wide variety of organizations. And one of the biggest things I always see come up in those surveys that organizations sometimes struggle with is the sense of employee appreciation. This idea about employees not always feeling appreciated for the job that they do for your organization. That on itself, just from a retention standpoint, from a, uh, you know, a good camaraderie and great culture within the organization, employee appreciation is already pretty important to keep strong and healthy. And there's a lot of ways we can advise clients to do that. Yes. But in talking with you, it sounds like there's actually a little more of a direct connection between this idea of employee appreciation and what we talk about on our show, which is customer service and providing a really good service experience for our customers. So I'm hoping maybe we can start the conversation. Help me understand a little bit of this connection. Why is employee appreciation important to this notion of the customer service that we can deliver our clients? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I think a lot of it just goes to the point of us as people, you know, regardless of whether we're an employee or a customer, uh, we, we want to feel appreciated. And, and just to get, tell you a real quick story, this is something that happened Uh, several decades ago, but there was a writer, a prolific writer, and uh, he decided to write his last book and go off topic a little bit uh, from his typical novels. And he just wanted to write uh, a book about why, uh, what do people really want out of life? You know, why, why are they here? And what really jazzes them? And part of the reason why he kind of went off course a little bit on the topic was he was ill, and he was getting near the end of his life. And he had just about completed the manuscript, and he got a letter from a fan. And the fan just went on and on about how much the what the writer had written over the years and the books had impacted their life and the direction of their life and added fulfillment and joy to their life. And the, the writer put down the letter and he called his secretary into his office and he told his secretary, uh, I'm going to need to rewrite this book. 
And she said, why? I mean, it's almost complete. And he said, because now I, I truly know what people want uh, in life. One of the big things they want is to feel appreciated. <laughs> so he was reading oh, wow. this letter and all of a sudden he was just overwhelmed uh, because this person truly appreciated him, truly appreciated the impact he had on their life. And that meant so much to him. And for a lot of people, whether you're a customer, employer, or anybody for that matter, we just want to be appreciated for who we are when we do things for what we do. So even before we get into employer or customer, it's just a core need that a lot of us have. We want to feel like we're valued, we're appreciated for the unique individual we are, for for, for the work and the things that we do. Yeah. And, and I will say this notion, I mean, that's, that's a great story. And it really does say a lot of what we're seeing in the workplace these days. You could argue that maybe in generations past, employee appreciation, while always important, maybe not quite as important. I think there was more of the notion of, I join an organization, I join a company, I've got a job to do, I do my job, and I'm ready to leave and go home. The generations now emerging are the ones that they want to feel that their talents and, and what they bring to the table are truly being seen and recognized and appreciated. They want to yes. be seen as individuals, not just another block on an organizational chart. And yes. uh, so I think appreciation is actually heightened in its need and awareness in the workplace in the last 10 to 12 years uh, because of that, those generational needs that we're seeing evolve. Yeah, and it's interesting you're talking about generational needs because uh, by the year 2025, 52% of the population of the United States will be millennials or younger. Wow. Okay, so not just millennials, but 34% will be millennials, 18% by 2025 will be younger yeah. than millennials. So you're talking about a huge portion of the workforce when, you talk, when you're talking about this change in the generational attitudes about why they go to work and what they want to accomplish through work and the feelings they want to engender through the job they do. So you're talking about over half of the general population is starting to fit into that mode that you were just describing there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely has heightened the, the, the need for really focusing and talking about employee appreciation as a concept more than ever. Yes. And, and now let's get a little bit more into the business aspect of mm -hmm. it. If people want these feelings, you know, they want to feel appreciated, they want to feel valued. From a business standpoint, let's focus on two main uh, concepts. One is high employee engagement, which we've talked about on this podcast mm -hmm. before, but, but organizations truly want highly engaged employees. When you say, well, what is a highly engaged employer or a highly engaged workforce? It's basically a workforce where the employees uh, care more about the company, uh, they care more about their coworkers, they, they care more about uh, the, just the what this organization's all about. They care more about the customer. So there's a sense of passion about the organization, what it does, who it does it for, the folks that they work with. And the reason why this type of passion is so uh, important is that it, it tends to, uh, first of all, uh, increase the retention. If you're in an organization where you care about what, what that organization does, you care about the customers and the people you serve, you're more likely to want to stick there, want to stay there. And if you have employees who truly feel appreciated, they feel cared for, they feel valued, then you're going to have employees who want to stay with your organization. So you get higher engagement. You know, they're, they're more invested in what this organization wants to do. They're more likely to stay with that organization because they have that personal inner feeling and that link of values with the organization. So that's the first category. If you really do a great job of conveying appreciation for your staff, then they're going to be more engaged. 
which is going to most likely lead to higher retention, most likely uh, lead to them truly caring about the direction of the organization, wanting to have a say, uh, wanting to have input, wanting to have a positive impact on that organizational direction. Mm, right, right. Absolutely. So it's feeding that engagement level, which, I mean, you could argue that keeping employees a longer time with your company means – as long as they're good employees and they represent the company well, yes. that's a wealth of knowledge that you've got carrying forward where, you know, instead of having to bring in new employees on a much more quickly or regular cycle, yes. you're, that you're training and, and building that knowledge from ground zero in many yes. cases, keeping that experience and that knowledge there with the organization as long as possible, as long as they're doing the right things for the company, uh, that's extremely valuable. So, uh, I definitely can see the link between keeping them engaged and how that's better for the company from a business sense uh, yeah. in the long run. Yeah, when you when you talk about keeping that knowledge, there have been many studies out there in human resources that talk about what is the cost of employee turnover, mm-hmm. and it's in the lost productivity and the amount of time it takes to find a new employee and go through that whole process, and then it's also the cost of onboarding them and getting them up to speed and that sort of thing. So high employee engagement is one business reason. The other business reason, obviously, is improved performance, especially uh, in the eyes uh, of the company from a production standpoint, a quality standpoint, or in the eyes of the customer and customer service. I mean, if you have employees who are valued and appreciated, they're more likely to show value and appreciation for those they serve. Mm-hmm. If you have employees who are happy to be at work, they're more likely to want to be, to, to be happy when they're in front of the customer. So there is that sense that if you have employees who feel valued and appreciated, you have a much greater chance that they convey those same feelings and part those same feelings to the customer. And that's where there's that strong customer service link. Well, even on that same link, you know, research and surveys we've conducted show that there's a, a, a good, healthy correlation between what a customer, their experience, how that correlates with an employee evaluating their own level of appreciation. Mm-hmm. So yes. the correlation is that if employees are saying that they feel more appreciated in their work, the, the, the effect of that is patients are feeling more positive about the experience they're getting. It's almost mm-hmm. like they can tell when an employee is more engaged in caring for and already feels appreciated for what they're doing, they get a, a sense of that and it helps enhance the overall experience they have as a customer. Yeah, so, and that's a great point because what we're talking about here then is if you have employees appreciated, they're feeling valued, then all of a sudden retention goes up for employees, uh, productivity can go up. Uh, buy-in to the organizational vision can go up. And to your point, the patient experience, the customer experience, the, the customer loyalty and their their word of mouth, all that improves as well. So oftentimes we, we, we try to put the best processes in place or put great amenities in a particular facility to make the customer experience great. And then here is this sourpuss of a disgruntled employee who never feels appreciated, and the only feedback they ever get is negative from their supervisor trying to deliver an experience, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about. We want effective appreciation for these key business reasons, but also for that 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 intrinsic reason that I started with in the story. People just want to feel valued, want to feel appreciated for who they are and what they do. So, you know, this term appreciation, I mean – on the surface, it sounds pretty simple, but there's a lot more to just how do we show appreciation for an employee than just telling them, you know, you're appreciated <laughs> for what you do. I mean, there's a lot more to it. So, I mean, do we have some, what are some ideas or things that I guess we could think about some keys to 
what what makes up effective appreciation for an employee? Yeah. What does that really mean when we ask them about employee appreciation? Yeah, that, that, that's a, a great question. And and we all know what WWW is. It's the World Wide Web or, um, you know, you can come up with any kind of acronym. We're going to add a W to that. This is WWW. Four W's. So, four W's. So for to go from appreciation to effective appreciation, we're going to talk about when to do it, what specifically to do, the way and the why. So it's the when, what, way, why. When, okay. what, way, why. When, what, way, why. Okay. okay. All right. Got it. Let's start with the when. To be really effective at appreciation, it needs to be timely. Mm-hmm. You know, on the spot, you see an employee or a coworker do something great do it on a timely basis so that they, in their mind, realize that, first of all, that was seen, so they understand that, yes, my, my behaviors, my actions are being noticed, but secondly, uh, when it's done on the spot there, it helps them to get positive reinforcement. This is the type of behavior activity that, that I am expected to do. Uh, if you can't do it on the spot, just do it on a timely basis because that way they remember it. They remember the situation. You remember the situation as well. So the timeliness of it is important. Just think about the converse of that. You know, you're trying to go and recognize an employee for something they did 16 months ago. <laughs> I mean, right. how appreciated will they feel if, if you're vaguely going through the process of recognizing them and they're thinking, what, haven't I done something in the last 16 months <laughs> worth recognizing? Why did you have to look all the way back? So, That's you know, OK. Just, we'll get to that in a year and a half from now, too. Yeah, so exactly. Right. So, so the first W is the when. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the next is what, which is getting into the specificity piece. So, okay. uh, you know. It shouldn't be a situation where I say, you know, Alan, you know, I, I really appreciate you. You mm-hmm. just, you, you guy, you, I really appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, it might be funny the first time, but after about five or six times of vague appreciation, yeah. it just kind of rings a little bit hollow. Well, I can imagine an employee kind of maybe liking it the first time they hear that that simple, very vague phrase. Yes. But after a while, yeah, I think the question is going to be, what exactly do they mean? Because it may sound like it's just that's just a piece of a script that he knows to read and say to me on a regular basis. So, yeah, yeah. It becomes feeling like a script. Boy, Mm -hmm. that is so generic. They could say that to anybody. Do they really know me as an individual? Do they really care about me? Do they really notice something I did? So the more specific you can be, you know, I really love the way that, that you handled that difficult situation and, and how you actually brought the emotional level down. Or, you know, I, I noticed how you saw that customer, they were looking a bit confused or unsure, and you went up to them, and by the end of the conversation, they were laughing, and you made the sale, or you handled the return, or, I mean, just being real specific, because, again, getting into this whole reinforcement idea, it's not only adding clarity to them in their mind, and and it not only sounds more honest and heartfelt if you're being specific, but also they start thinking, okay, this is the kind of behavior my boss appreciates. This mm-hmm. is the kind of behavior that my coworker really looks up to and wants to emulate. So by adding that specificity in there, all of a sudden, it really reinforces whether the, the person receiving the appreciation realizes it or not, it really reinforces those kind of behaviors that get you noticed. You know, they get you feeling valued by others. So the idea is that even though, you know, there may be processes in place in an organization where, you know, you get your performance reviews or you have some, you know, all of a sudden you find out you get a little bit of a bonus or you get a raise or whatever it may be. Some ways of kind of a, 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 a very tangible way of saying that I, somebody is showing me appreciation. 
What you're saying is that if, if, if we don't have the specificity behind it, we're not really helping that employee understand exactly what it is that they're doing that they need to make sure they continue doing because it's the right thing and we really see the value in it. They right. may feel like, well, I'm doing a good job, but if I don't know exactly what it is that I'm showing, being shown this appreciation for, the chance of me continuing to do it may or may not be there. So, Yes, or, or maybe as an employee, I might misinterpret it. If you bring up the performance evaluation example, uh, maybe I get good scores for what I do from a timeliness perspective. Uh, and maybe my boss doesn't really see how timely I am. And, mm. and so I think, oh, they're okay if I respond to voicemails uh, after five days and telephone calls after two days. Right. Uh, because that's what I do. Well, maybe the boss is thinking about, well, you tend to complete projects on time. Mm -hmm. So because of that lack of specificity, I can misinterpret what the appreciation is for and continue behaviors that maybe are not the best. So again, adding clarity and really understanding, okay, this is why I'm appreciated. This is something I want to continue doing because it benefits the organization. It benefits the customers. And in the end, it benefits me because I feel better about getting this kind of appreciation. So we're hearing so far timely appreciation yes. is the is the win. And yeah. then we hear really that the, 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 given the context and giving the specificity of what it is that we're showing the appreciation for are the right. two W's so far that we've got. Right. right. And, and the third we might not think of as much, but the third is way mm-hmm. and W-A-Y. And basically – don't assume that everybody wants appreciation the way we want appreciation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are some folks that just love to be the center of attention, you know, and the best kind of appreciation is if you have a company meeting and you bring them on stage and you put a spotlight on and you run a little PowerPoint video or some little campaign behind them and they get an award and you put a crown on their head and they're excited. And other people would absolutely cringe if you recognize them in that manner. Absolutely. So part of it is to understand, you know, how do people want to be appreciated and try to deliver it in the manner that they would appreciate. You know, and, and I know that I've said this story in an episode past. So this will be for more of our, our acute listeners out there. If you've been listening to us for uh, the, the, the however many episodes we've been doing now on this show, you've probably heard this story somewhere. But for those of you who haven't, I'm still going to say it because it just fits perfectly with what you're saying, Ed. You know, growing up, I had a neighbor. He was the, the, the family that where my best friend lived. And his father, his father worked for a really big plant here in the Hickory area. And he was a supervisor. He kind of had a mid-level leadership role at the organization. And he, he came home one day, and we were all getting together for dinner with the fam- their family. And he told us a story, and he said that uh, he got called by his boss, asked to come uh, to the boardroom. Uh, just no real explanation. Just said, hey, do you have a few minutes? We'd love for you to come, come meet me in the boardroom. I need to talk to you about something. So he walks to this boardroom, and he goes in. And in, inside the boardroom are all the executives of this or of this plant. And they're all standing there, standing around the table. He walks in and his boss is in there too and said, listen, I just wanted to let you know that how much we appreciate the way you've been managing your team because we've seen some awesome results and we really know that you're the one driving that. So we just want to say wow. thank you. And they gave him a round of applause, just the five or six executives inside <laughs> that room. And he came out of that and he came home that night and he is just beaming because he's not the kind of person he's not, he wasn't the big public. He needed to have a, a whole audience uh, seeing him yeah. go up on a stage and get an award or whatever. He's not that kind of guy. And he's not even really concerned about money or needing raises and all that. He yeah. said that what they did for him 
meant more for him. And he still talks about it. Every time we've ever wow. seen him even getting together as a family, he'll still mention that. Cause I'll mention that, Hey, I've used your story in, in a podcast. Yeah. And he's like, that is still the most impactful thing somebody's ever done for me in a work situation. So you're right. It is all about what fits best for that employee. Don't mm-hmm. think that just pulling them up on a stage and give them an award that may not be the kind of appreciation that really works for that individual. Uh, Some, yes, some may really benefit from money. If you know that they're really strapped at home and they've got a a lot of kids and they're trying to plan for college and they're just financially strapped, then yes, maybe a bonus or something financially works. Some people just like that pup that, that whether it's public or private, thank you. We, Mm -hmm. we really recognize what you did and we want Mm -hmm. you to know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great story, and it really goes to show that uh, we, we got to do, it, especially when you're appreciating some somebody, do uh, what we're doing in a way that the other person wants. Yeah. I mean, they, they they we have to be cognizant of okay, who is this person? I can't do it the way necessarily that I would prefer to do it. I really have to think about if I want to appreciate them and value them. How do they want to be appreciated? How do they want to be valued? Yeah, I yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do, and I will tell you, this is not at my company or office, but somebody, a friend of mine, told me that uh, he was he he works somewhere and he was given a gift card as kind of a token of appreciation, like a gift mm-hmm. card. To, hey, here's a gift card we want you to use, and <laughs> it was for a restaurant. And I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but not the kind of restaurant you normally think of as having the most healthy health uh, conscious yeah. situations. Yeah. And this friend of mine is on a diet and really trying uh, to work on, you know, uh, taking care of what he eats. So he just kind of chuckled about it and said, well, it's almost like they just had a stack of these in their, in their desk drawer. And this yeah. is what we do to show employee appreciation. And he's right. I mean, he was laughing about it, but I'm thinking, yeah, that wasn't probably very well thought out in that yeah. situation. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, so that's the well, way. So what's our last W with the why? Well, I guess yeah. that means why are we doing this and why, why are we doing it to begin with? Yeah. What, why are we showing, well, in, including the why it's appreciated. So you, this might sound similar to the what, but, but let's say, for example, we go back to, uh, you know, you, that customer was confused and, and you went over, you identified them. And, and by the end they were smiling and, and, uh, you know, they ended up getting the return handled well. Well, that, that is the what, mm-hmm. but the why that's important. Now, the reason why I really appreciate you doing that, Alan, is because the last impression that that customer had when they walked out the door about us is positive. Uh-huh. And I guarantee you it, that is unusual nowadays for somebody to walk into a business totally confused and you know really uncertain and then they walk out because some employee cared enough to walk up to them establish a rapport so so the the reason why what you did was so great is now we have a raving fan now that yeah. person's going to tell others about us so so kind of draw on that link it's not just the behavior but this is why that behavior is important the why behind the what is really important when you're conveying appreciation so so it's kind of closing the loop a little bit it's tying it back to company goals or the overall value to the company. So it's one thing to say, we appreciate the way you handled this, but what you're saying is don't just stop at that. Let them know also this is important to us as an organization, a company, our clients, because of what you did, this is now the end impact that we're going to experience from it. So they see their, their contribution to the company as a whole. Yes. And and your boardroom uh, example is excellent because they didn't just say we like how you manage your people. Right. It, it's it, they said we are looking at the performance of your group 
and they're performing better and better and better, and we know it's because of you. So they drew that link between performance or outcome or the why, and then what exactly he is doing to drive that why. I get it. That's great. Yeah, yes. it does. It's a compliment to the the what. It's it's extending yes. the what almost to that why area. So, yes. so timely, specific, in a way that's a good fit for the individual you're appreciating. And let them understand the impact on the company or why this is a good thing for everybody that they did this. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. and it might seem a little bit technical, but in that example that you gave the boardroom, all these were tied together. I assume uh, that from a timeliness standpoint, it was done while he was mm-hmm. still working there, you know, in the middle sure. of the performance improving. And then they were specific. They explained why. Uh, and they did it in a way that he preferred. So in terms of how you weave all these together, it's not difficult to do. It's just something people have to be conscious of when they go into this uh, appreciation conversation with their staff. Absolutely. I love it. That's great. Well, I tell you what, Ed, I know we've got some examples to share as well about some of the ways that maybe we've seen organizations do this. If it's okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, let's hit some examples about kind of applying what we're talking about here and seeing how some organizations or people maybe have done this or how how it's been successful. That would be great. Good. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be back with Stepping Up Service, talking about employee appreciation, uh, why it's important. Uh, how to do it right, and we're going to talk a little bit about some examples of uh, situations where where uh, it, it it served its purpose the way it was meant to. Uh, this is Stepping Up Service here on the Mesh TV. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris, and we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on the Mesh TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.tv. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Welcome back to Stepping Up Service here on TheMesh.tv. I am Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group, a Bivaris company. And with me is Ed Gagnon of Customer Service Solutions. Both of us very involved in the world of, uh, on my end, gauging and analyzing information on patient and customer and employee satisfaction. And Ed's work with Customer Service Solutions is all about taking an organization and really helping them grow, improve, and perfect their customer service culture, how they serve their customers, one another, their vendors, and so on. Uh, So this show, we're all talking about those topics, and we've been talking for the last 30 minutes or so about the idea of employee engagement, uh, or employee appreciation, excuse me, the idea of employee appreciation, why is it important to the world of customer service? Uh, what are some ideas and keys to effective appreciation of your employees? And we hit the when, what, way, and why of employee appreciation before the break. So, Ed, uh, if it's okay with you, let's talk about some examples of this. And then when we get to the end of our episode, you and I are going to give our customer service story of the month like we do every episode. But before sure. we do that, I'd love to hear some of the examples you've got to share in the world of employee appreciation and, and where we've seen it done right. Or maybe, I don't know if you've got any examples of ones where it was done wrong. I, I've got a couple of those to share on my end as well, if we need to. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll let you share those if you'd like. These okay. are, I'm going to give these examples by illustrating them. So uh, it won't necessarily be a story. It'll be an illustration. And, okay. and I'm actually going to break these examples up into five different types of appreciation. But prior to doing that, Alan, I will tell you that most of the rest of this podcast will be pretty much just about you. 
Oh, so well, I, hope that's I mean, okay. Oh, it's you have to ask if that's okay. That's always yes, okay. Yes, that shows me a great sense of podcast host appreciation yes. by knowing that it's all going to be about me going forward. So yes, well, <laughs> we're going to start with the first one. The first one uh, type of appreciation is more of the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be you literally setting up a meeting with an employee or management by walking around. If you've ever heard that term, you're just walking, you notice an employee, and you kind of pull them to the side. So. For example, um, Alan, can I chat with you for just a second? I'm um, really busy, Ed, but don't give me uh, just a minute. Okay, thanks. I appreciate uh, okay, it. Okay, now, now, now I'm free. Go ahead. Good, good. <laughs> well, it, it, Alan, I don't get to say this much, but mm-hmm. I noticed that you know you and I email back and forth a good bit, and we're trying to schedule the podcast and things along those lines, and you're exceptionally responsive to my emails and my messages, and I really appreciate that because – when people are responsive, especially since you and I are usually talking about scheduling matters, it really helps me with my planning. So, mm-hmm. so I just want to let you know I really appreciate that that aspect of what you do, your responsiveness. Oh, gosh, well, thank you, Ed. I appreciate that. Sure. I, sure. I feel I definitely feel more appreciated right now. So, well, well good, good. good. So, so really, this is just that you're talking about something just very casual, very yes. informal. Just hey, I wanted to let you know about this. Stop by your yes. office, pop my head in your office. Just want to give you a quick a quick message on this. Type of thing. Yes. It's something any leader, even any coworker, can literally do every day. Yeah. I mean, that took probably 30 seconds. And, and I mean, just doing it, being conscious of it, making sure you, you probably think sometimes uh, about these things. Wow, you know, Alan got back to me quickly, or mm-hmm. oh, this helps a lot. Now I can free up that day. But, but we don't necessarily say that to the person that enabled us to have that day available to, to get on with the rest of our work and just conveying. Uh, that positive feeling we have back to the person in this informal, quick way is is one way to show appreciation. I love it. That's great. Yeah, very yeah. good. The second is kind of the opposite. It's the public. You know, you, mm. you gave your example uh, just a minute ago. I don't know if Mary Margaret's still there, but let's assume she's still there working from a technical standpoint. Sure. Is she? Uh, May Margaret, our director, is in the other room there. So sure, we'll let her. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. She's right. ready for well, it. Okay. Well, uh, Mary Margaret, I know Chris usually is handling uh, these podcasts and he's out of town right now. And I really appreciate you jumping in uh, probably in relatively short notice and taking care of this because uh, I know you have a million other plates spinning right now. And and just to be able to, with all the sometimes technical errors or sometimes we have to reword things in these podcasts, being able to take all this and weave it into a seamless podcast. I really appreciate you doing that and just kind of jumping in there. So thanks. She, I can't tell through the uh, double pane window here, but she may be blushing. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) She is. She seems very, very appreciative of that public, uh, public appreciation. Of course, you know, with our hundred thousand listeners to this podcast, give or take, uh, some some degree of margin of error there. That that was a pretty public sense of a show of appreciation to to our yes. our uh, producer today. So uh, she's yeah. very much appreciated. Yeah, and, and doing it in front of you, her boss yes. or Chris's boss, you yeah. know that sort of thing. That was the other aspect of the public Absolutely. where other people are seeing, experiencing it. You know, and there's obviously a lot of other ways you can do the public appreciation. It could be literally like. Uh, uh, somebody's on stage, it is the, the company picnic or something like that. It could be the poster where you have a certain core value, which is collaboration. And, and so this person wins an award for collaboration for the month. And there's a picture of them and their names underneath. And it's this poster that you change every month. So you can do all sorts of different ways of recognizing folks. But that public piece 
is just another type, another method of appreci- uh, of delivering the appreciation. That's great. And that's, yeah. again, for some people, that is exactly what they want. They, they love the public appreciation. They love everybody around them, being able to see them, you know, appreciated for what they do. Where that one-to-one, the first example, yeah, it's, it's, uh, other people, that's, that's all they want. And please don't put me up on a stage. Don't shine mm-hmm. a spotlight on me. Just uh, yeah. I'm happy with you just stopping by my office for 30 seconds and telling me that. So yeah. yeah. Well, the third type is a little bit different, and it's something that people don't typically think about. It's the referred appreciation. Okay. So, so uh, th- this is where – uh, I, I am an employee and somebody said something nice about a coworker. Okay. And I re- relay that to a coworker. So this is an example, Alan, this actually happened a couple of years ago, but, but one of the employees in the Jackson group was talking to me one day, we were just getting ready to meet uh, with a client and they were talking about how much they appreciated the fact that the Jackson group uh, provided flexibility for working from home periodically mm-hmm. because she didn't live real close to the office and it was, just a really nice aspect of, of the just the flexibility of the organization that that she could work out of her home, work remotely, still be trusted to be productive and that sort of thing. So that was something that she valued uh, about the Jackson group. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just share that. Now, who was that? Because I don't remember ever giving any permission to anybody to work from home. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm joking. It was Mary Margaret. Just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, we do try to keep a pretty flexible work uh, yeah. situation like that. But <laughs> yeah, now that was not timely feedback. I should have given that to you more timely. But the idea is, you know, sometimes we we it's not just a matter of us coming up with these ideas, but we just literally hear compliments on our coworkers, or we hear yeah. compliments on our staff, especially if you're in a leadership position. You know, I really love working with uh, Jane or Joe or Fred or Mary, whatever the case might be. You know, for a supervisor just to say, hey, this client really mentioned this positive aspect of Mm -hmm. working with you or they love the fact that you do A, B and C. I just wanted to share that. It's great to hear. And I thought you'd like to hear it, too. So this next one is that referred uh, appreciation. Great. Now, I I can definitely see how there's a lot of people would really appreciate hearing something positive relayed about them that somebody else, somebody they work with had had to say about them. Uh, It may not be you as their boss or leader directly appreciating them yourself, yes. but by bringing these things to the table and displaying them or showing them for that person, you're, you're, you're helping their appreciation level overall. Yes. And uh, some people really would rather hear from their clients, maybe even then from their coworker or boss, you know, about mm-hmm. how they feel appreciated. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. The fourth is practical actions. So mm-hmm. this is when it's more the, the content of what you're saying is what we're getting into here. So I'll give you a couple examples, and I've shared these with uh, the folks that I'm talking about here. Uh, but one is uh, Billy, who works in your organization, mm-hmm. um, and he is exceptionally quick when he gets an email that goes to the Jackson Group through a survey that we're doing with y'all. He's, and it's something that needs to be responded to. He's very quick at forwarding that to me so I can respond uh, oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, but a couple times every time we do a survey, there will be a uh, prospective respondent who will say, you know, I tried to click work me out. I'll immediately forward. Billy is so fast mm-hmm. at getting back to me and saying, this is what I found or ask them to do A, B or C. So, you know, very specific things that he does that, that just make my life easier and put me puts me in a better position to be customer service oriented. Um, also on those surveys, Karen is exceptionally organized you know, she is exceptionally proactive. And, and when I don't have to frequently remind 
somebody to do something or if, if I don't have to necessarily follow up with them and ask them to do it, I, I know they do it. They do things on a timely basis. It relieves my stress yeah. and it takes things off of my to-do list. So, you know, I just appreciate the fact that Karen is so organized, so proactive uh, about things like that. And I'm telling you, you're making my job easy because now all I have to do is take the link of this podcast and I can send it to Billy oh. and Karen and everybody else and say, hey, <laughs> look what somebody is saying about you. So yeah. I am actually able to now do the referral type of appreciation and, and, and other types of appreciation just by you funneling that. So I appreciate that. That's great. Help help me help you. <laughs> there that's we go. What we're trying to do. No, I, I, that's that's great to hear those things. And uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's making sure these employees hear that and know it and see it. Uh, and hear those messages is just extremely valuable. Yeah. And, and the last type of appreciation, again, this is more content oriented, but it's about personal qualities. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to end with Alan. Uh, and Aww. basically Alan, uh, I, I know you are somebody who typically goes about a hundred miles an hour. Mm. You know, it seems like you have all these interests in the community, all these groups you serve on all these responsibilities with the Jackson group in Bavaris. But it seems like whenever we do the podcast, you have energy, uh, you know, wh- whether you do or not, it comes across as energy. It comes across as engagement. Uh, and, and I hold up my, my big coffee mug that I have to exactly. keep funneling throughout the episode here, but yes. sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, you just always maintain that energy, maintain that focus. It's like with everything you got going on, at least for this hour, it's like this podcast is the most important thing in the world to you. So, yeah. you know, I appreciate that energy and focus, especially with everything else you have going on. Wow. Well, Ed, that was very nice. So sure. I, just through this last 30 minutes, my appreciation level is just now through the roof. Right now. So, no, seriously, this is great. This is very good. So, I mean, exactly. This is in, in all the examples you just gave. These are all things that they don't take a lot of forethought. Maybe the one about doing a public, you know, a big uh, award oh, yes. type of thing. Yeah, that's a little more involved. Everything else, though, it's just s- simple, quick messages sometimes. These do not have to be long, drawn-out processes with a lot of documentation and details. That's not what we're talking about. You're talking about examples of just you hear something, you see something, you recognize something, and you let that person know or get that information to them quickly and let them use that and understand how appreciated they are for what they just did. So that's great. And uh, to plus two, uh, I like the fact, too, uh, kind of the last one you talked about, just being those qualities – just reminding somebody of those qualities, even if it's not maybe a specific action that they just did, mm-hmm. but just in general, how they've done recently and the, the contribution you've seen them give to the, to the organization, mm-hmm. helping them understand that. Uh, yes. The chance of them continuing to do that greatly improves, I would imagine, the more they hear that from us. So Right. And with that last one, personal qualities, you know, I talked early on in the podcast about People want to be appreciated for what they do and who they are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these that I talked about focus on what they do, but this last one focuses on who they are. Oh, and, yeah. you know, there, there's, there's, you know, nothing um, that, that we should do to shortchange the importance of really conveying that we appreciate the uniqueness of that individual, their specific talents or, you know, something they do that's a little bit extra special, um, you know, just some quality they have that's a little bit extra special. No, that some great, great examples there. So, I mean, really, yeah. we've got a lot of different ways that are all really simple. That's what I love about this is that, mm-hmm. you know, this is not terribly difficult or rocket science type level work. This is just making sure we're saying the things we need to say and showing the level of appreciation we need to show on a regular basis. Um, yes. I, I get it. I, I, I consult with a lot of organizations that are busy, 
the managers are busy, the leaders are busy, everybody's running 120 miles per hour faster than I am in some many cases. And I get it. Uh, the biggest thing I hear from them when we talk about if their appreciation, employee appreciation scores are low in their, org- their department or group, is that I just, I don't have the time. And I get that. I really do. Time yeah. is a precious, precious commodity for so many people in the business world today. But I think if you can look at it as an investment in the company's future by spending mm-hmm. a minute here, a few minutes there, 30 seconds here, doing that, you're building something for that company down the road. So yes. you're building a longer term employee that you're keeping that knowledge and skill set they have with you longer. Uh, you're improving client satisfaction. It's just all these things are what's happening. And that's what's to me so incredibly uh, valuable about this whole appreciation process. It's daunting for some people. And I'm glad the examples you gave were all really ones that were just they're They're easy. They're, they're simple. Yes. They're quick and easy to do. So that's really right. great. Yeah, when you talk about time, just one last point. Um, if you think about the time it takes to do some of these things we talked about, and then you compare that to the time it takes to deal with an employee who is disgruntled, mm-hmm. they are not happy, they're complaining about everything, their coworker, the work, uh, their hours. You think about how much time and effort and stress it is uh, taken up dealing with that versus proactively just going and conveying appreciation for who people are and what they do. Uh, overall, you're really saving yourself time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Ed, I've got to say, I appreciate your wealth of knowledge and guidance that you bring to this podcast every single month we get together. So, uh, and, and, and I'll say in, the, in, in all honesty too. So you just, you know, organizations that are successful, you know what they need to do to make that happen. And it all comes down to how do we treat one another? How do we recognize one another? And then how do we pass that that energy onto the clients and the experience that we give them as well. So exactly. it's some really good, good, uh, good information. Yes. So that is employee appreciation talking through the why is important, the keys to effective appreciation, and then some really specific examples of just simple things you can do right now today to show that employee appreciation to those in your organization that deserve it. So yes. that's great. Okay. Ed, are we ready to wrap up the show with our stories of the month? Uh, yes. This is something we kind of have a tradition of doing. I think every episode we've done this, you and I both bring a story to the table um, that we want to share with one another. Being in the kind of uh, world that we are in career-wise, I know you and I are much, much more uh, – we are much more susceptible to when we see customer service oh, performed yes. really, really yeah. well or very poorly. So um, that's our opportunity to kind of either vent about one that we've seen or really uh, pray, heap praise and show appreciation for those that did it right. Mine is negative. Ed, I don't know. Is yours positive or negative? It, it, it's basically positive, yes. Well, how about we end with yours, if that's okay? We can try sure. to go out on a high yeah. note. Let me go ahead and get my little my little negative session out of the way on this. So, so my story is uh, just this week, uh, we were having some electrical issues in our house. We, had a, we have a house. It's not a terribly old house, but uh, it was probably 83. So we're talking about maybe, what what's that, 30 years? 33. 30, 33 years. It's to a point where, you know, we got to keep sprucing it up a little bit, kind of starting to take care of a few things. We noticed some of our electrical outlets stopped working and I couldn't figure out the breakers weren't fixing it. Nothing was. So something was just wrong. So we had an electrician that we've used maybe three or four times in the past. We felt pretty good about them. They were, mm-hmm. uh, they're a local firm and they've always been very responsive and they've done a good job. Uh, so we kind of tend to stay with the firm that we like that does us right, not try to shop around too much if we don't have to. So I called this firm and said, hey, listen, really love to have you guys come out and take a look at this. 
And the gentleman who runs the company answered the phone and said, well, we're really booked up this week, but uh, could we try to just squeeze you in one day next week? Uh, would it be okay if we gave you a call just you know, maybe earlier that day to see if we could drop by? And I said, that's fine. No problem. I understand. So they called, and uh, I got a call from one of their, their tech reps who was going to be the one visiting my house. He called me. Called me at about uh, 1030 in the morning. And I called me on my, my mobile number while I'm at the office and said, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm able to come by. Uh, he said, I, I can be there in about an hour. Would that work for you? I said, yeah, actually that would work fine. That's right around my lunch break. I'll just meet you there in about an hour. He said, great. I'll see you in an hour. So I got home and about an hour later, he showed up and I uh, came in and we w- walked through some, some things. He, he spent about two hours working on some different electrical issues in the house. So as we're walking out to his, his van for him to put together the invoice, because I was going to go ahead and write him a check right there on the spot. And he's, he, he uh, wrote it up. He said, well, okay, so uh, I called you about uh, 1030. And uh, then uh, I, I got there about an hour later. So that's one hour there. And then we've got the two hours of, uh, of uh, the time I was here. I thought, what? I, I said, wait, I said, uh, I said, well, that's three hours. I said, you were just here two hours. And he said, he said, right, right. But, uh, you know, we, we've got to charge for the time from when I left the previous job to, to get to your job. And I stopped for a second thought that doesn't really make any sense. I said, yeah. uh, I said, so if you were driving from four hours away, you would be charging me for four hours of additional time. He said, yeah, he said, of course, you know, we never driving that far away. He said, but I did have to drive an hour because I was at the job on the other side of uh, Cheryl's Ford, you know, uh, to do this. And I said, well, but you didn't tell me that, you know, because you were now going to be traveling an hour that you're going to be charging me an hour for that. I said, I would have waited till you were five minutes away and said, okay, well, after that visit, why don't you come see me? And he said, well, that's just our, you know, it's just the way we do it. So I called the owner later that day and I just said, listen, I said, is that because my first thought was maybe this guy's trying to just rip me off. Maybe he uh, maybe he was just trying to fill his timesheet out and say, OK, well, yeah, I was there three hours because uh, he didn't put on the invoice like one hour travel time, two hours work. He just said three hours of work. I said, well, maybe this guy's just trying to pull one over on me. So I called the owner later that day and said, listen, this guy told me that, you know, they were going to charge me three hours and uh, for the one hour travel to get there. And the guy said, yep, yep, that, that's our policy now. I said, well, okay, well, when did that change? Because that wasn't your policy probably a year ago. And I said, it just seems like a really bizarre policy. He said, well, you know, we charge our, we have to, I got to pay my guys so much an hour. And, you know, if they're on the road going from the last visit to your visit, he said, that's, that's money I'm losing. And I'm thinking to myself still, I'm like, well, but that's your cost of doing business. I mean, I, I, I don't get that. I said, so basically, it is all a matter of where that technician's coming from, kind of rolls the dice and det- depends on whether you got to pay for an extra hour or not. He said, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I said, well, that's definitely some information I'm going to have to keep in mind before I schedule any new electrician to come out. And I said, I wish that was something that could have been communicated to me before I called you guys out because I just basically paid you know a third uh, or 50% more than what I was expecting to pay. Anyway, so my kind of lesson from that is, I mean, you know, A, I think that's a horrible policy from a customer service oh, standpoint. Terrible. You know, it's, it, you're basically putting it on the customer to fill your time, you know, when you as a company could have chosen whether or not to accept this job based on the travel schedules that are there. Um, so A, I think it's a horrible policy. And I hope, I hope if you're in the service industry out there that you're not doing that kind of policy. Secondly, if you had a change in a policy from what a customer was previously experiencing, when that customer calls and schedules you to come out there, that needs to be right away. Well, by the way, 
We have a change in our billing policy. This is the way it works. I want you to be aware of that. So, because that now puts a whole different slant on when the guy called me that morning and said, I'm an hour away. I'm going to be there in an hour. Will that work for you? Basically what he's letting me know is I'm going to charge you for that hour. But again, I had no idea about that. So anyway, that's my uh, frustration. Uh, I will probably not be using that electrical service going forward just because I just don't think that's a fair policy. Now there may be some listeners out there that do some of this type of work and say, well, but we got to recoup that money somewhere. Well, my thing is, I think there's a way that you can structure your business that you know that those are some costs you're going to incur, whether that means you increase your hourly rate a little bit to compensate for travel time, whatever that may be, or, you know, just have a better communication plan around it. But I don't like the idea of paying for something that I don't have any control over uh, the amount of time put into it. So, wow, that that's horrible on a lot of different levels. And, uh, that, that's just an example of a policy, you know, and there were a lot of other layers too, but uh, how a policy can really hurt the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting too, because I, I'm just thinking about you, you have somebody who is, um, you know, an hour away. Uh, they, I would assume that the cost of getting that employee to your house um, was probably not what the hourly rate was. No. So I'm oh, sure he even they told didn't me, adjust it either. He even told me the cost of what it costs his person per hour, and it was half of what their hourly rate was. So, of course, my argument wanted to be, well, why don't I just pay half that then <laughs> for that yes. hour? I don't understand why you're, you're, you're making money off of just them driving now, and you're basically telling me that. Um, yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, we don't charge our clients the time that we're in the car driving to them. Now, if they've asked us to come out and do a presentation, we will charge them for the travel expense to get there. And that's part of our agreement. And they know that. But if it's, you know, if I'm going uh, to perform some work and they need me for two hours to give a presentation or consulting time, but I drive five hours to do it, I'm not going to be billing them five full hours of my full hourly rate just because that's, you know, or even worse, I'm not going to be billing them from the, the, the last consulting work I did for somebody else because I'm having to fill in all the rest of that time. That's basically the argument I was being wow. made. Um, yeah. That just, you know, if that is your policy or if that's the money you're trying to recoup as a business, find a different way to, to make up those funds without passing it on to the client and being so overt about it and the way you do yeah. it. I, just, uh, I think that's a really poor way of doing business. So anyway. Yeah, well, it'd be interesting. We'll never know this, but it'd be interesting to see uh, how their retention rates uh, and just sales over time through word of mouth uh, uh, trend, because I imagine it wouldn't be very pretty. I can't imagine anybody that gets that surprise of paying for travel time or paying for downtime between between jobs would ever want to like use that again. So, yeah, can't imagine all right. Well, bring us bring us something a little more positive, uh, something that ends up at least somewhat positive. Yeah, and this is uh, maybe more of an observation than a story. But okay. uh, my wife and I uh, have three of the exact same supermarket chain within about three and a half miles of mm-hmm. our house, mm-hmm. uh, and two of them are within about a mile of our house. Okay. Um, one is enormous. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous, the, like the flagship of this grocery store chain. Uh, and then the other is really, really tiny with really difficult parking. Hmm. Now, when I go, uh, I go to the big one, the okay. Taj Mahal of, <laughs> of uh, grocery stores. Right. Uh, and I go there because I know exactly where everything is 
and they have self-checkout, and I fly through the self-checkout. They have ample parking. I'm in and out. My wife goes to the little one, Mm -hmm. uh, and she goes there because she knows the people, Hmm. and she knows the ladies at checkout. And she'll go in there and socialize and have the best time when she's on a first-name basis and all this sort of thing when she goes into the grocery store. So the reason why I'm bringing up this story is we both go to the same company, but we go to different stores, and it's because one meets my needs in a very different way than Mm -hmm. the other one meets my wife's needs. So this Mm -hmm. just – when you're thinking about your business – uh, you really want to think about who is my customer, what do they want out of the experience, as opposed to saying, what do I want to push to the customer? Think about the uniqueness of your customers, and you mm-hmm. can have the same business and cater to two different customers if you're real intentional about understanding what kind of experience you're looking for. Uh, that, that's great. And I, you know, I kind of can equate that to even other businesses. It, it, it may not be physical locations. But different modes of experiencing that business, you know, some people like online shopping, like I think it's great that our local grocery store, we can go online and put together our whole shopping list. And then we just drive by and they wheel it out to our car and pack it in the back of the trunk and we go, you know, that is an experience my wife likes and it caters to her needs. But that's not the only way that grocery store delivers their groceries. It's still got the traditional store as well. So Mm -hmm. I love this idea of, of trying to provide multiple ways to experience a business to mm-hmm. cater to those different needs and audiences and not forcing everybody to go through one channel or the other. So, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So that, I, a lot of businesses are doing the, that these days. And I, I admire that when it, when it works, as long as it works right. Again, we've talked about sometimes that you may have the best intentions with a process you roll out, but if it doesn't work, <laughs> you're right. actually damaging yourself more. So as long as they can still make all that work with all these locations and all these different mm-hmm. processes, then that that's fine and good. So yeah, yeah. great. Good observation there. So something I think we're seeing a lot happen in the business world these days is that adapting to different clientele. All right. Well, that's our show for today. So we talked about the idea of employee appreciation and a lot of notes on that and the importance of that to your customer service culture. And then we had our stories to share, uh, both a unique billing practice that I'm not in favor of and (laughs) the adaptability of a lot of organizations to multiple clientele and preferences. So Ed, people want to know more about Customer Service Solutions. It's still the best place to go to is your website right now, right? Oh, definitely. CSSamerica.com, all of our social media information's on there, the blogs, obviously the podcast, tips of the week, uh, anything they might be looking for, as well as obviously services that we provide to our clients. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just uh, I know you've got just a wide variety of uh, companies, organization types you've been working with. And a lot of just I, I just love your website because it's just great. so much great information on there. That sometimes if I just need a little quick reminder of a few things that kind of keep me sharp and focus on the whole idea of customer service, I can normally spend a, you know 30 seconds on your website and find something that's just going to kind of uh, pump me back up a little bit on that. So I appreciate good. that. So right. Good. Right here. Yeah, good. And then uh, with my on my side of things, you know, you got the Jackson and uh, we focus, again, on patient, employee, community-based surveys, uh, mostly for the healthcare industry, but we also work with some other industries as well on market research and customer satisfaction survey work. And uh, the jacksongroup.com or our new partner company, Biveris.com as well. So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. If you'd like to hear more of these episodes, you can always find this show on the mesh.tv That's our podcast network where we have a variety of free audio programs. And we do encourage you to subscribe to the shows. 
whether you use Apple iTunes in their podcast store or whether uh, I believe Google now allows you to do some subscribing through their Android uh, devices to podcasts. However it is, we want to make sure you get the new episodes that we release when we release them. So uh, we want to make it convenient for you. So you can always go to the mesh.tv website and look up stepping up service and find all the episodes there or uh, go through your Apple iTunes store or your Android store. I uh, forget the names of some of the, the apps they use on those other platforms, but search for podcast, search for stepping up service. You'll find us in ways to listen to us. So until next time, uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Ed. Appreciate your time today. All right. Thank you, Alan. Enjoyed right. it. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.